Welcome into the lounge presented by DraftKings. We have the pleasure of sitting down with cornerback Brandon Stevens. And on our way up here, we were just talking about how you're going to be playing in a cold weather game here this yeah, Saturday. Yeah. And being a Dallas guy who started at UCLA, transferred to SMU, cold weather games, yeah, how do you feel yeah, about these? Uh, <laughs> you know, going to UCLA, you know, like you said, I was a, I was a little spoiled, you know, going there. Uh, uh, but you know, cold weather—that's football weather. Uh, I'm sure they're gonna have the jackets on the sidelines, so you'll definitely see me having one of those on. <laughs> you uh, hug those heaters, those big yeah, blasting heaters. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that's kind of—I will say this, all right—and this is easy for me to say as a guy who watches the game from a press box. Okay, so right. I'll, it's a little I'll, cushy I'll, up there. Exactly. It, I'll, I'll preface it with that statement, but. The first time I ever got down close to the bench and realized how powerful the heaters are and how hot the benches are, I was like, man, these players, they don't have it all that bad. Uh -huh. You know, it's not yeah, that well, bad down there. You get too close to it, you, you, like, you think you're on fire. Uh, <laughs> well, you did you ever see the clip of Ed Reed? His uh -huh. jacket, one of those, you know, those big jackets that you wear? Yeah. He yeah. got too close to the heater, it literally caught on fire. Really? Yeah. Man. Hey. Well, and he got like, I think, two interceptions on the game. So it was like <laughs> the easiest headline ever. Right. It was like, Ed Reed's on fire. Uh -huh. It was it was pretty good. Yeah. No, that's perfect. But don't do that. <laughs> no, I, I won't get too close. I promise you. I promise you. Yeah. So, uh, you know, you're going into this game against Atlanta. You could end up having a big role. Obviously, Marcus Peters goes yeah. down uh, last week, and, and you're kind of next man up yeah. there for, yeah. for that spot. What are your thoughts and expectations in that regard? Yeah, it's uh, you know it's pretty simple. Just go out there, play my game. You know what I mean. Uh, I, you know I've been in this position before. You know, especially last year, uh, taking over when uh, you know Deshaun got hurt. Um, so you know, just going out there, playing my game, having fun, making plays, and you know, just just helping the team win. Mm -hmm. I, I like the way that you play, like the confidence that you have, and I feel like you have to have that as as a DB especially. But oh, yeah. it, it just feels like, you know, everybody has balls completed on them. The best cornerbacks mm -hmm. do sometimes, and mm -hmm. and you make plays of your own too. Right. You know how how is that a mentality that you've always had, and how do you kind of keep that edge? Yeah, you know, uh, you know, it's it's always the next play. You know what yeah. I mean, and you know DB, you know, in the, in that fire, you gotta have confidence. You right. know, uh, so. Um, you know they're gonna make plays. You just gotta make make sure that you know you make more than the man across from you. So that's always a mentality. But right. uh, um, but yeah, every every play is is a critical play. So uh, opposite of you, you have a Pro Bowler, Marlon Humphrey. Yeah, congrats, Marlo, man. Exactly, pretty cool. But when you go into a game like that, is there any part of your head that's like, well, they're probably not gonna throw as much at Marlon. Like if they're gonna go at anybody here, it's gonna be me. Oh yeah, because I'm new guy in there. Absol like, how absolutely. do you approach that? Yeah, yeah, we shoot. Uh, I think it was. Yeah, matter of fact, it was last game uh, when MP got hurt. Yeah. We in the huddle, and, uh, you know, Marlo's like, B. Steve, you know what they're going to do. You know what they're going to do. They're going to try you. So, uh, so yeah, I know what's coming. Yeah. Um, so, uh, and, you know, I, I'm up for the challenge, ready for the challenge. So, uh, yeah, I was ready to roll. Did they throw any at you, though, after you came in last week? I feel like I – I thought I saw zero targets. Yeah, I don't think they threw two. Yeah, they so. knew two. Well, they were too smart for that <laughs> game. Uh -huh. yeah. it, in a weird way, is that almost like, like you? One of the things that, with a corner, like you don't necessarily know if it's coming your way, right? Yeah. You know, I, I guess as a defensive player in general, and sometimes you can go and you know there's not much action in your direction, which is good in its own way, but. It, is there almost some excitement knowing, like, hey, I'm going to be involved here. Mm -hmm. Like, it's going to be coming my way a lot, and I yeah. better be ready. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, to be honest with you, no matter the down and distance, I think it's a pass every play. <laughs> so, uh, you know, you, you always got to be on your toes. And, uh, shoot, even uh, even victory formation, I'm on my toes. You know what <laughs> I mean? So, uh, 
but yeah, there's definitely excitement when it uh, comes to that. Yeah, I, we talked about this in the locker room the other day, but I, I've always noticed one of the cool things is, uh, I, you know, you see players around the building when you're in the cafeteria, and you just kind of notice, whatever, it's part of the perks of being an insider, right? Right. And one thing I've always noticed with you is that you're always talking to the wide receiver coaches, and Keith Williams in particular, like you're just, you're always hanging out with the receivers. Yeah. Can you tell me why? Yeah, uh, you know, uh, you know, one of my mentors back home, uh, shout out Clay Mack, you know, he always he always told me, uh, man, your, your best friends should be uh, receivers. You know, uh, <laughs> you know, because he, you know, he always stresses, you know, learn, don't always focus on what DBs are doing, focus on what receivers are doing. Right. You know, those are the people you're gonna go against. Um, so see what new, uh, how they set up routes. You know, how, what new uh, releases are they doing? Right. Um, stuff like that. So you know, I'm always picking uh, the receivers' brains. Uh, um, you know, the receiver coaches, Coach Dub, you know, all the time. So, and, uh, but yeah, just trying to add to my game as much as possible. He seems like he likes to talk a little smack too. That after <laughs> he does. Practice, you too. Kind yeah, of. yeah, yeah. You got to set him in his place, you know, every <laughs> now and then. So, <laughs> yeah. I love it. I love it. So, so you're, um, you've kind of had an interesting path in that you started on the offensive side of the ball. And I think yeah. that that probably has a factor in your development and as you're talking about kind of studying receivers and talking with the receivers coaches you also I think probably have a little bit of a leg up because you started on the offensive side of the ball you were running back mm. and you started your college career as a running back did yeah. you like tell me in high school did you play both ways in high school the whole time or what no nah, I just played running back in high school really wow, okay. you didn't even play defense in nah, high school none the only actually I take that back the only time I did play DB was seven on seven in the summertime okay um low on numbers they needed a DB so <laughs> I said I'm the guy for it that's yeah. funny interesting yeah. so so, like, tell me your senior year of high school. How many yards you put up on the ground? Oh, I was close to uh, I was close to two thousand. Yeah, yeah, I think I was maybe uh, two hundred yards shy, okay. something like that. So this uh, 1,800 yard season in in Dallas was this big time high school football. I mean, well, d- oh, yeah. in Dallas, well, yeah. you know, like. Any, anywhere in Texas, big time football. Right? Exactly. Yeah, y'all know that. I mean, but it's like I'm sure Friday nights like, that was the place to be in town. Oh, absolutely. A hey, student section going crazy. Uh, the whole city's at the game. You know, uh, stands are full. Uh, there's really nothing better than Texas football, in my opinion. Right. And right. I'm always stand on that. Yeah, yeah. I, I think you have pretty solid ground to stand on yeah, right there. So yeah. then you go to UCLA yeah. as a running back. All right, and so. How did the transition start to take place to to switch to the defensive side of the ball? Like, what was the first time that someone suggested, let's go ahead and see you on the defensive side? Shoot, honestly, uh, right when I got to UCLA, mm. um, uh, the uh, DB coach, um, Coach Meek, he, uh, you know, he, he was trying to recruit me to his side since the first day I came. And, uh, <laughs> you know, my running backs coach he was – you know, I always gave him a hard time. Like he's not going anywhere. He's staying with the running backs, blah blah blah. <laughs> and uh, and so you know, it was it was really my going into my third year uh, when I you know really decided that you know playing DB, you know playing defense was where my heart was at. And uh, man, I just just you know it was in my heart, and I took off and ran with it. You know, started training at it back in LA, and um, uh, during you know I was still taking summer classes at UCLA and. You know, just just ready for my opportunity at SMU. How did that? How did that get in your heart? Man, God just put it on my heart. You know, uh, I, I felt like that was uh, what was best for me. Um, 
And, you know, I, I definitely enjoy my time playing running back. Uh, still kind of miss it a little bit. I'm yeah. trying to see if they're going to, you know, give me some carries in the near future. So, <laughs> we haven't get short. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, but, yeah, man, God just put it on my heart. And, you know, I listened to him and, you know, just uh, took it from there. Was there a part of you, I'm sure, you know, when you're a high school running back putting up 1,800 yards in Texas and you're getting D1 yeah. offers and going to UCLA, like you have these – dreams of being an NFL running back probably, right? right? Yeah, like absolutely. what guys did you look up to when you were a kid? Like was it running backs? Oh yeah, Adrian Peterson. Yeah. Uh Devin Hester was one of my favorite, uh just cause he was taking everything to the house. Right, right. Uh um man, all all almost every running Marion Barber, right you know, being from Dallas. Right. Uh, right. He was one of my favorite uh, running backs growing up. So yeah. But that had to make it kind of hard. I imagine that it had to be hard to give that dream up ultimately. Yeah. Uh it, it was, you know, just because I, you know, played that position for so long. Yeah. You know what I mean? And uh, I was really going into unfamiliar territory, right. you know, playing DB. The leap of faith. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so, uh, you know, I um, I knew what I was leaving behind, but I also knew what was, you know, in the future. And so, uh, you know, when I made that switch, you know, I put everything, uh, all eggs in, the, in that basket and, uh, you know, train day in, day out. Uh, you know, there was times, uh, you know, I was training at the facility at nine o'clock at night at UCLA, pitch wow. black, no lights on. Wow. Um, but, uh, but yeah, yeah. That's awesome. And then how did, how did it come to be that SMU was willing to take that gamble on you as a, a corner, yeah. you know, when you hadn't played in a game like that? Can you tell us about how that all worked out? Yeah. Uh, actually my high school coach, uh, coach McCullough, uh, great coach. He, uh, actually got me in touch with, uh, with the DB coach, uh, Coach Curtis at uh, SMU. He's now at uh, Baylor. But, um, yeah, Coach Curtis, you know, he basically told me. Uh, and I had no film either. Right. So I had to make a little – I had to make a little uh, clip of me working out, doing some DB drills, <laughs> which I look back on now, and it's like it was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> it was terrible. But, uh, but yeah, you know, he said, you know, come to uh, – we'll invite you to the training camp. You know, just show two things. You can cover, tackle, and – you'll make the team. If not, we'll have to find you somewhere else to go. So mm. I just need the opportunity, and, you know, I gave it to me. The rest is history. Sorry, real quick on the transition. Was part of the reason that you just felt like you were a better DB? Or, like, it sounds like when you were making the transition, you weren't, like, based on what you're kind of saying there, it's it's not like you made the transition. You're like, wow, this guy's a stud DB. Like, it sounds like you still felt like you were – it's maybe even a better running back. Like, how was uh -huh. what was your thought at that time? Did you feel like you were going to be a better defensive player, and that's part of the reason, or or not? Yeah, I was. Uh, honestly, at UCLA, I was one of those you know uh, kids that you know after practice, you know, I'm, I'm doing one on ones with the receivers. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And um, you know, I always just felt comfortable covering. You know, and so um, you know, I knew in my heart that I could be a, a very good DB. And so uh, you know, although it was you know unfamiliar territory, I knew that. Training was gonna take a take care of anything, you know, uh, and and everything. So, um, but yeah, because uh, to, to your point, yeah, uh, yeah, I, I believe that I could was would definitely be a better uh, DB. Sure. Did you have to reshape your body completely? Oh man, I had to lose some weight. <laughs> <laughs> wait, because you were you're like six six foot, right? Yeah. To, six foot. And what did you weigh with at, before the man, transition? I was uh, I was two twenty five. Okay. I mean, you you're basically that like Adrian Peterson type, yeah. big. Yeah. I mean, kind of like the Tavius Murray here last year, like a big running right, back. Like right. that was right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was two twenty five, almost pushing two thirty. 
And, uh, <laughs> man, when I went to a training camp at SMU, I got down to about 206, 207. Okay. Right. So I was, man, in L.A., I was eating nothing but spinach and, and salmon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And all the vegan spots. Yeah, yeah, all of it. Yeah. So you're, when you went to SMU, you initially didn't even have a scholarship? No, I went, yeah, as, I went as a walk-on. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And so are you thinking, like, if I were to, if it were, we're going back in time here, if yeah. I were to tell you uh, at that point, in a few years, you are third be, round pick. You're going to be a third round pick, uh, probably starting on uh, in a December game for the Baltimore Ravens, in place of Marcus Peters at corner. At corner, <laughs> right? What would you say? Man, I would say two things, man. Uh, one, shoot, God is good, <laughs> and second, uh, I probably wouldn't believe. Uh, would or would not? I prob I probably wouldn't. Okay, wouldn't. I probably <laughs> wouldn't. Uh, but I wouldn't doubt it though, right. if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, uh, but nah, man, it's a, it's a blessing to be in this position. Um, you know, I always look back on the journey, and you know, I always talk to my mom, my sister, and yeah, uh, you know, they they always say it could look a lot different. You know, um, you know, just just thinking back on if I didn't make the switch, how would life uh, look? You know, so uh, I think about that all the time, and uh, but yeah, uh, you know, I'm. Truly blessed, you know, as we all are, and, you know, just grateful for everything. So how long did it take once you started playing corner at SMU that you were just strapping dudes up? You said how long? How long did it take? Like, was there a, a pretty – I mean, obviously, you weren't there very long before you became a third-round pick. So you had right. some instant success. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, when you started out in practice, did you know, like, the first couple of practices, like, oh, yeah, this is going to work out? Or was it like, oh, what did yeah. that do? You know nah, what I mean? Uh I remember one, the only I didn't know coverages. Mm-hmm. The only thing I knew was man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what cover three was. Right. Didn't know how to play cover two. Um, so I think the first couple of reps, they just said, you know, go in here, it's a man play. We'll teach you the rest later in meetings. Right. And I remember it was the deep post. Uh I forgot who it was on. Um, but they threw the post, broke it up. And I was lit. <laughs> I was lit. You would have thought we were, it was a Saturday game, uh, prime time. Uh, but yeah, I, I knew immediately uh, after that first practice. It was the very first practice. I was like, I can do this. That's you know, awesome. Uh, just you know, let me learn the playbook. The rest take care of itself. Did you ever match up? Was pro there at the same time? Oh, Jason all the time. Was? Okay, so all you two were always oh, matched yeah. up. Oh yeah, we going against each other one on ones, running it back. If he makes a catch, you right. know, we would be in one on ones for. Almost two, three periods, you know, just <laughs> going at it. But, uh, but yeah, we and, – and other receivers, you know, Reggie Roberson, uh, you know, a lot of other guys. Yeah. So you end up getting drafted by the Ravens in the third round. Yeah. Um, were you expecting that this could be a place? Did you expect to go in the third round? Take me through draft weekend. Yeah, draft weekend, uh, you know, it was a little crazy, as it always is, right. which uh, you never really understand what that means until you go through it. Uh, but, you know – I. At the end of the uh, end of the second, you know, I'm, you know, obviously I'm a little frustrated. Uh, third comes, now it's getting late, you know, and uh, you know I've got family there, and whatnot. Um, and I remember I went went into uh, my kitchen, and you know, got some food. Uh, and my my uh, DB coach's wife was in the kitchen with me, just talking to me, trying to calm me down a little bit. And uh, so we were talking a few minutes, and she left, and I'm. 
in the kitchen by myself, uh, phones on the counter, and then I see it light up, and it says Baltimore, and uh, ran to the living room, tell my family to quiet down, and uh, <laughs> start talking to Coach Harbaugh uh, and DaCosta. Um, but, you know, people don't know, but, you know, Baltimore has definitely been uh, one of my favorite uh, teams, you know, growing up. Um, mm -hmm. You know, obviously, you know, I'm from Dallas, uh, grew up watching the Cowboys, but you know, Baltimore, you know, just watching Ray Lewis and Ed Reed and everybody. Um, you know, I, I knew that, uh, you know, I knew the history that this place has, um, you know, great organization. Uh, but yeah, I've been a fan from the from the jump. I actually, uh, I, re uh, I remember in Little League, I scored a touchdown once and did the Ray Lewis dance. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, yeah. Nice. That's, that's, and and then what was it like here? I mean, you, you so you go from running back to corner and then you come here and it's like, well, you know, we're going to play at safety, so. Yeah. <laughs> you, I remember I was like, what position is this guy? You know? <laughs> were you like, good golly, I, yeah. I, can I be in one place? You know? <laughs> well, what was that like for you last year as a rookie? Yeah, it was, uh, you know, it's another, you know, unfamiliar territory. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. uh, but, you know, I'm used to it now, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Just going from, you know, corner in college to safety to nickel early in the season, now to corner. Right. Um, I knew it was going to be a learning curve, uh, but, you know, just, you know, they told me just day one, just just stick to it, stick to the uh, uh, the playbook and, you know, always learn. Never think you, you know the playbook as well mm -hmm. as you think you do. Um, and, you know, just ready for the moment, you know. Uh, obviously, I had to fill in pretty early in the season um, and, you know, fill a, a huge role mm -hmm. in the defense. Um, so uh, it was it was definitely a challenge, but you know, I think I handled it uh, pretty well. Right, yeah. right, yeah. yeah. Were you happy when they signed Marcus Williams and drafted Kyle Hamilton? You're like, you know what? I think I'm going to go back to corner now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nah, it was. Uh, yeah, I saw those guys uh, um, that we added them in, in the off season, and uh, you know, I was watching. I was watching Marcus when he was uh, in New Orleans. Yeah. Uh, was always a, a big fan of his, you know, ball hawk. Uh, and then Kyle knew a little bit of him coming out of college. Uh, mm -hmm. But they're both playmakers, you know, doing great things for this team. And, right. you know, they, they, they'll continue to do them. And, shoot, I'm just happy to be on the field with them. Right, and that, I mean, at this point, you feel like we were talking the other day, like you're, you feel like a corner corner now. Like, you know what I mean? Like you've, you're a step, you've been yeah. playing there all summer. Like you feel I'm a cornerback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel, feel good at it, uh, you know, uh, yeah, shoot, I've been playing corner since training camp now. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, I feel, feel good, feel good at it, feel confident. Um, but, at, you know, at the end of the day, you know, I think of myself as a DB, not just a corner. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, Mike McDonald talked a little bit about you yesterday and said one of the things that he loves about you is, is the confidence that you play with and you compete. Um, and I, I see that, too. Like, you don't seem to shy away from big situations, and I think that probably speaks to some of the – kind of the transitions that you've made in your mm -hmm. career. Can you tell me a little bit about that, like, competitive nature that you have on the field? Yeah, I mean, this is the game, you know, we've been playing since we were little kids, you know, and, uh, um, you know, that, that's why we play it is to compete, you know what I mean? And, uh, you know, I think the people that love this game the most compete the hardest, you know what I mean? And so, uh, yeah, I just enjoy the one-on-one -on -one matchups, you know, I enjoy the doubt, you um, um, you know, all the naysayers and, and he says, she said, and, uh, but yeah, that's why we play the game is to compete and, you know, just have fun and win, you know, at the end of the day. 
cool. So, Brandon, last one I've got for you. you in, in When you go into this DB's room, uh-huh. a lot of big personalities, okay? Oh, yeah. In this room. <laughs> I, mean, they should, I mean, Marcus Peters, Marlon Humphrey, like big personalities right. in that room. You're a soft-spoken guy, okay? Yeah. Like, So how do you – do you kind of just fly in the wall, let everything else unfold? Do you get in the mix in some of those debates or discussions or what's your Yeah, approach? I'm the guy in the back that's usually looking at – Marlo act a little crazy, you know. Marcus act a little crazy. I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm just there. You know what I mean? <laughs> Bystander. Yeah, yeah. But now nah, we have fun. It's, it's a great group of guys. Uh, shoot, I love being in the, in the meeting room with them. They always make, make it fun. Make every meeting uh, fun. So, uh, but yeah, I love those guys, man. Those are my boys. But on, on the field, how much trash talk comes out of Brandon Stevens' mouth? Uh, every now and then, you get, every, me, every you get those competitive you know juices know I mean? outside yeah. of a meeting room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm, a, I'm a different, different guy on the field. Than yeah. I am, you know, uh, you know, in a setting like this. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, they, they, they got to come out every once in a while. And last one for me, just like, what is, what does it feel like for you when you're on an island? It's one-on-one man press coverage. What's that feeling like for you? Man, the best way to describe it is, you man, you in the fire. You know, it feels like you're in the fire, you know what I mean? And you got to stand 10 toes in the fire, you know what I mean? So, because you, you never know. Uh, you just got to just win the rep. That's the only thing that's in my mind, win the rep. Right. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I'm sure you're going to win a lot of reps this Saturday, man. Hey, yes, sir. we're rooting for you. Yes, All right. All right. Thank, you. thank you, Brandon. Yeah, Appreciate thank it. Y'all. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Really enjoyed the conversation with Brandon. It was kind of fun to get into his backstory. And before we continue... The conversation here looking ahead to the game against the Falcons. We want our listeners to know that the sports landscape is always changing, and this week is no different. DraftKings is a leader in daily fantasy sports, and it still has daily fantasy contests running for those who are looking to have skin in the game. It's simple. Every player has a salary associated with drafting them. You assemble a lineup of players, and you try to stay under the salary cap as you watch your points pile up. Now you know how to play. Download the DraftKings app today. Sign up using the code FLOCK. New users get a free entry with their first deposit. Again, that code is FLOCK. Sign up today at DraftKings. Yep. So uh, how are you feeling about this Falcons game? I feel um, I feel like it's going to be probably another low-scoring game. I mean, yes. we can use the same lines that we've used like the past couple games. You know, race <laughs> to 17, race to 14. Right. I think that's probably <laughs> right. what Just keep lowering that number. Yeah, yeah. race to double digits. Um, <laughs> I, I think it's probably one of those types of games. Like, I, I don't really see either team going over 20 points yeah i think it could be the fastest game in nfl history <laughs> I, clock. there's gonna be a running clock it's a lot like, of running plays you know it's kind of like uh i've been watching the world cup right as most people have and uh-huh. like one thing that i appreciate about no commercials the commercials no stoppage it's just like you get that first half you get it's it's basically two hours and you're out of there okay it's kind of a nice thing about <laughs> we got some presents to wrap yeah, you know, <laughs> we got some cookies to bake for Santa. I'll say that, yeah. you know. Yeah. Uh, so getting back early, I'm out of post. Yeah, exactly. It could be a very fast game. Lots of running. I don't think this is going to be, you know, a, an offensive yeah. shootout. It's a I lot think that, of this. I think that the Ravens' recipe to win this game is going to be run, run, run. I yeah. just think that's going to be what the recipe is. Well, obviously, there's, you know, I don't think fans are going to be upset with that yeah. uh, after all the clamoring that's been going on this past week. And Greg Roman, you know came up and said like yeah in retrospect probably could have run some more yeah. you know and could have probably went into the past script a little bit early in that game with about 10 minutes left or whatever trailing by 10 so uh i expect that it'll be run you know i don't think they're gonna th- throw the ball you know 30 times i don't think they're gonna throw it five times but i think that it will be 
heavily shaded towards the run. Not only because I think that's really, A, what's working best for the Ravens' offense. B, the weather is mm-hmm. another factor in that. You know, uh, it's going to be... A th- can I throw a C in there, too? The Falcons' defense? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, they haven't been great against the pass either. I mm-hmm. think they've been worse against the pass than they have the run. But, um, but yeah, I think that that's the formula for success. And then you, given all the other factors, Lamar Jackson being out, you know, uh, obviously, Devin DuVernay goes down, one of your top wide receivers. You know, I think the script here is run the ball a lot until they can stop you. Yeah. Um, and I expect that the Ravens will probably go down that path, just like the Falcons. The Falcons are third in the league running the ball. So, like we're saying, they're going to run the ball a lot too. Yeah, and the difference there, <laughs> although the Falcons have a good running offense, is that the Ravens have a really good running defense. Mm-hmm. You know, So while right. the Ravens have a great rushing offense, <laughs> Falcons right. don't have a great rushing defense. Um you know, if the Falcons are going to try to run the ball, which I would expect that they do, they got a r- rookie quarterback making a second start on the road, tough environment, exactly. in a place that historically has been very unfriendly right. to rookie quarterbacks. In single-digit temperatures I think with a howling wind. Yeah, I think that that is not going to be a game where they're going to have Desmond Ritter throw the ball 40 times. No. I don't think that's going to be their recipe. Okay? No. So I think that this is going to be kind of like an old-school who wins the battle in the trenches type game. And, and a lot of it, honestly, when it comes, and this is what we've seen over the last several weeks, is in a low-scoring game like this, what matters is do you convert in the red zone, yep. right? And can you get some turnovers, right? Those two things matter a lot. And, and that's like we've been talking about for the Ravens offense right now. You know, they're moving the ball okay, right? But if you're not going to score in the red zone, if you're kicking field goals all the time or even worse, turning the ball over, that really hampers you when you're not a quick-strike offense. Well, and like it's the game is shorter. You have fewer possessions. Exactly. You, you know? have so to maximize. If you're having a seven minute possession that ends with you getting stopped at the ten yard line on fourth down, right? Well, then that's not good. Exactly. You know, now all of a sudden, every possession takes on even more significance. And I think that, I think that, the vibe I got in listening to John Harbaugh and Greg Roman this week, it's like they go down ten, and it was like, okay, with the way this is going, you gotta. You, last week you, mm-hmm. they're going to have to change something up to score quickly because a seven you know you don't have time for two seven minute drives right 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 um obviously it didn't work uh but i think that right. was the thought process right uh, behind that and so i think that in this game yeah you can't I, I of course getting turnovers is always good like if you can get turnovers great i don't think getting turnovers is as important as not Turning giving the ball, the ball away. I mean, I think that's oh for sure. That's more the Ravens critical. are a favorite team in this game. Yeah, right. So generally speaking, when you're the favorite team, don't turn the ball over. You should probably win. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, <laughs> like, but but all of a sudden, if you get you know stopped in the red zone a couple times and you get into the twenty and you get a holding penalty and you whatever you exactly. know those things happen, you get stopped on fourth down. Like then that's going to be where you find yourself in trouble. But you know, Greg Roman also said this week that we're kind of moving towards. JK and Gus, you know, like basically riding them in a big way down the stretch here, you know, mm-hmm. kind of move. Sign me up. And I think that that's, I think that's going to be the rest of it. I mean, JK's been one of the best running backs in the NFL the last two weeks. Yeah. Okay. Maybe the, maybe the best. And he's still not all the way there. As right. His seen. runs over expected average, I think he's been the best. And like he would have a couple of touchdowns uh, in the stat column if he could get that top, top gear. And he's not there yet. And he's been open about that. So, <laughs> But he his vision 
his ability to find the hole, his ability to break a tackle and get eight yards instead of two, yep. like all of that is is really significant. And I, I love what I'm seeing from JK right now. Yeah. So I think obviously a big storyline in going into this game is how do the Ravens replace Devin Duvernay? You know, they lost him to a foot injury. John Harbaugh said it's a, a broken metatarsal. Um, and so how do the Ravens adjust to that? And obviously they brought in Sammy Watkins on the same day. What are your thoughts about that? Well, I think that Sammy's going to, uh, like, he knows the playbook. He's been here. Like, yeah. I don't think it's like this long ramp up period. Like, I think there's potential for it to be like, you know, the Ravens signed JPP that one week earlier in the season. Then he played like, you know, 80% of the snaps. <laughs> right. I don't know that, that Sammy's going to play that, like, 80%, but it wouldn't surprise me if he played 50% right. of the snaps. Um, so I think that he's going to be kind of thrown right into the fire. And then, um, and then I think that. You know they're going to run the ball a lot. I mean, they could try to call somebody up for the practice squad. You mm-hmm. know, they could try to call up Shamar Bridges. They could try to call up any Isabella. Right. Um, those are other options that are that are already here. So maybe the Ravens go that route to try to help out in that regard. Maybe the James Prochet takes on a larger role. Mm-hmm. He played what three snaps last right. week. Right. Well, really, what you're missing a lot with Duvernay out of the offense is that speed kind of option, you know, the jet sweep threat, you know, that the Ravens have used with success, even when they don't hand it to them, you know, it's been that threat that holds a linebacker or whatnot, moves the linebacker out of that gap. And so if the opponent doesn't respect whoever's coming on that jet sweep as much, because obviously everybody around the league knows Devin Duvernay is one of the fastest dudes in the league. You know, if they don't respect that as much, you lose a little bit. Right. And John Harwell said today, the Ravens aren't taking any plays out of the playbook. So they feel confident whoever's going to be running that jet sweep or whatever is going to be a respected dude. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of, I thought that was a little interesting, interesting wrinkle. Yeah. I, I, look, I think, I just don't know who, who that is. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Devin's a, a kind of a special talent in that regard. Uh, right. And like, you know, he's a Pro Bowl. Or another, he went his second straight Pro Bowl. He's yeah. one of the best return men in the league. So when he gets the ball in space and he can get up to top speed, like that's, that's a threat that is hard For sure. to to replicate place. yeah so I, I don't know like they may not take anything out but i'm curious if they run that a little bit less yeah certainly possible and maybe the tight ends uh take on a little bit of a larger role that was a um, question i got in mailbag is like are the tight ends gonna be- we got that question to the lounge too i think our guy pradeep okay uh yeah the tight ends are already pretty darn important on this yeah. team. Like the yeah. Ravens run more multiple tight end sets than any other team. That's yeah. been like the staple of this offense. So like, can That's you correct. get much more tight end? <laughs> can you lean more on the tight ends? Like, you're gonna have wide receivers I mean, I on think the field. They're saying like throwing to them. I think a right. guy who I could see maybe getting a few more targets is Isaiah Likely. Okay, so I, I think or, he's or Oliver. You know, maybe. like you're gonna have Oliver in the game a lot because you're running the ball so much. Is he that kind of the play action? You know, the play action passing game hasn't been good. Maybe Oliver gets one or two more throws his way because you're setting up that run so heavy with him in that in there, and then you throw dump it off to him and take him by surprise. I like maybe, maybe that. Maybe that's it. I like Likely's ability to add a little bit more juice to the passing game. Um, He's definitely more of a receiving threat. Yeah. Than Josh Oliver is, but I'm just saying you're going to be putting out a lot of packages that make that you can run the ball out of or throw the ball out of, or at least think make them think that you're going to run the ball. That's going to be the whole thing. Doubt Isaiah Likely's ability as a blocker. Remember when his press conference was at Jacksonville or uh, Tampa Bay? I think think Josh Oliver is a better blocker right now than Isaiah Likely. Isaiah Likely came in and he had the top blocking grade on the team. Sure, yeah. He said, you know, they were giving me a hard time in practice about my blocking ability. I think, um, I think not giving a hard time. I'm just saying, I think Josh Oliver's ahead of him right now in that department. I I think, I think that Likely can add. I, 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 
maybe I'll be wrong here, but I, as the Ravens look for ways to jumpstart their passing offense, yeah, yeah. they're considering everything. You know, yeah. and now you lose Duvernay, you can insert Sammy Watkins. Maybe he can make some clutch plays like he did early last season. Mm-hmm. Maybe Deshaun Jackson can hit a big play or two. Um, Gets harder and harder the later we get into December, man. Yeah, I, I just, I just think, I think likely could be kind of an X factor as you look to, to yeah. provide some juice in the pass game. I have some strong feelings about the Sammy Watkins move. Okay. Okay. And there's been Twitter is not a very nice place right now to be. Just in general, generally speaking, it's a dark place right okay. now on Ravens Twitter. Um, but. And and obviously I know that Sammy Watkins isn't the receiver that fans have wanted for a long time, right? And like, and adding Sammy Watkins only seems to pour more salt in the wound to the notion that the Ravens didn't do enough to fortify their wide receiver core mm-hmm. this this season or the off season, right? I understand all that, and I'm not arguing against that at all. All I'm saying is, in the Ravens' current circumstances, I think that we and the Ravens should all actually feel quite lucky that Sammy Watkins became available, right? Like, who else is out there? Mm-hmm. It was pretty much like the best-case scenario of somebody that could just fall in your lap right when you have another uh, another wide receiver go down with a potentially season-ending injury. Right. Right, like, that was pretty much the best-case scenario. Already knows the playbook. Okay, I know Sammy Watkins hasn't been, you know, the 1,000-yard guy that he was his first two seasons, but, like, an accomplished receiver in this league mm-hmm. to, to some degree, whatever you want to call that, right? Uh the guy's literally nicknamed Playoff Sammy. Okay? <laughs> He's made some clutch play. That's because he helped the Chiefs win a Super Bowl. You know how everybody's talking about Odell Beckham Jr. and how he helped the Rams win a Super Bowl last year because he got hot near the end of the year? That's what That was what Sammy Watkins did for the Chiefs. Was two or three, four yeah. or five? I don't know how many yeah. years. He did that. Right, mm-hmm. the guys earned playoff Sammy nickname for a reason. So like we're all sitting here talking. I mean, about, like, o- Odell had more of it. I mean, Sammy's made. Sammy co- had like over a hundred yards, some clutch catches in the AFC Championship game that year, and then the Super Bowl made like the biggest play of the game to win it. He, Sammy's made. Look, I think that he shows up in big moments. He did yeah, that for the Ravens exactly, and that and that's the other thing. Like, look, no receiver that you're bringing in, and I know maybe people who really want Odell Beckham might disagree with this, but no receiver the Ravens are bringing in right now is going to catch 8 to 10 balls a game. Mm-hmm. That's not the Ravens' offense right now. We're all saying run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. Like That's what they're going to continue to do. right? So really all you're asking of Sammy Watkins, it's a low bar. We're asking to make one to two plays a game. Mm. You know what I mean? And like, I think Sammy Watkins can do that. Like, I, I kind of trust that third and seven, third and seven, and I need to move the chains. Sammy Watkins is kind of high on my list of, of the Ravens receivers of who I'd be throwing the ball to. Yeah, Mark Anish is probably number one. Absolutely. Yeah, and then and then Sammy is and probably... Demarcus, Sammy, right. Right. I mean, you know, like, yeah. he's up there. And so, like, I just feel like it's, it's a... A good move, you know, that the Ravens claimed him off of waivers. And like I said, I'm not expecting him to light the world on fire. But, like, I think when all is said and done, we could all be sitting here saying, like, man, Sammy didn't put up, you know, he didn't top 50 yards, but he made a couple big-time yeah, look, catches. Look, 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 he, could have, he could have four for 50, and then you're like... And you're like, that was a great day and, for and Sammy. And one, one of them is <laughs> 25 yards on third down. Exactly. And you're like, okay, that that was a great move. Exactly. But, That's what I'm saying. That's success for Sammy Watkins in the Ravens offense right now. Just like I, we talked about this year with Deshaun, Deshaun Jackson, is like, you know, you got him to make like three 50-yard plays. Exactly. Like you, you got, got you have basically these like specialists, and you're like, you play your role and right. just do it once a game or twice a game. I'll be cool with that. Yeah. You do yours. You do if everybody plays their role right. in this passing game because it's not going to be a high octane like. 
there's no trade that the Ravens can make right now. There's nobody that they can sign. You can argue Odell Beckham aside mm-hmm. or whatever, but his health is very much of the Cowboys haven't signed him for a reason, right? Right. You know. I mean, look, like, like Odell is a dynamic player, but he hasn't signed anywhere yet, and there's reports that he may wait until the next year to sign. Exactly. So, like, so that's like, very much up in the air. It's yeah. very much a question mark. So anyway, I'm just saying, like nobody out there is going to all of a sudden any receiver is going to come solve the Ravens' passing offense. So like getting these guys that you can plug into certain roles, if they can fulfill that role, and it's not like a huge role, you're not asking a ton right. of them, then that is, I think, can be a successful enough passing offense that it complements what is an outstanding rushing attack right now. The passing game just has to complement it. It doesn't have to be the driver. It just has to be proficient enough to be a compliment. Yeah, totally. And keep the defense on their toes a little bit. Yeah, totally. So, as always, you can email us at the lounge at ravens.nfl.net. We did get one email uh, that we want to read about playoff, oh, playoff yes. seating and situations. Just yeah, if let, you're not, I'm not going to run through all of them here. There's, well, there's 10, 10 different <laughs> scenarios. Okay, there's 10 scenarios. Nine the of Ravens, which the Ravens have to win or tie. Yeah. I don't think the one in which they lose is probably going to come true. <laughs> There's like 15 things, including like a tie or something. Like the Browns are involved. The Chargers are somehow involved. It's like all this stuff. Exactly. Uh, this one comes from Brian Schultz. He says, uh, fellas, looking for solace in a dismal stretch. It's so funny. A dismal lost one game. Um, <laughs> it's, <laughs> I, I feel you, though. I feel you, Brian. Been on Ravens Twitter. Dismal, like I said. Uh, It's unlikely the Ravens win the North, but all things considered, the fifth seed looks like the prize. Mm. I'll take the Titans any day over KC, the Bills, Dolphins, or Bengals, so let's all hope the Jags don't give us any surprises. Uh, Maybe the Ravens figure it out by the divisional round. Trying to stay positive, but it gets harder each week of lackluster offensive output. Keep up the good work. Well, I've seen this. He's in Mexico, by the way. I've seen this a fair amount. um, And my take on this is, first of all, it wouldn't be the Chiefs. The Chiefs are, you know. Yeah, what he's saying is he doesn't feel like, even if the Ravens don't win the division, if they get the fifth seed, they would play the fourth seed. Right. The, right. They oh, would yeah. play the, yeah. the division winner with the worst record, which looks like it would be the Titans or the Jags. Then they, they so would he's basically saying, likely. right, he's saying like, OK, even if we don't win the division, I'll take I'll take the Titans in the wild card round yeah, or maybe in Tennessee or maybe Jacksonville, or Jacksonville, you know, which, but he's he's rooting for Tennessee. He said, yeah. I don't want any surprises by the Jags, which is possible. Right. That's not um, Jags playing good football, and depending on how the Ravens finish. You know, they they wouldn't necessarily <laughs> be locked into the fifth seed. Um, you know, sure. That's how the season plays out obviously. right now. That's where they are. But yes. yeah, um, I also think it's fair to ask, what would you prefer? Uh, would you prefer home against the Chargers or the Bengals or, or the, the Dolphins? Dolphins? Or would you or prefer the Jets road, or the Patriots or whatever. road against the Titans? I think that's a fair question. I think it is, too. Um, I generally like the home playoff game. Um, I mean, home playoff games are very fun. Yeah, the home but playoff games are awesome. The whole reason is because the Titans have lost, what, three straight? Yeah, and they're or not four straight. Well, the, they faded like hard. It's more and so than people that. Are like, think, eh, maybe the Titans. I'll take the Titans in the first. That's the, the whole reason this conversation. Is I al- I also think that part of it is like they don't have the dynamic offense. Like, like they're a run heavy offense. Ravens have run. You know, yeah. it's Derrick Henry focused. The I mean, Ravens have a good run to defense. To use like I, the theme that we've talked about, you know, that could be a race oh, of fourteen. Yeah, game. I think that's a matchup. the The matchup there is better for the Ravens mm-hmm. than probably let's say the Chargers, who are a high passing attack. Um, you know, the Dolphins, obviously, we've seen that. Um, now, let's not forget the Dolphins. You know, the Ravens had a pretty sizable lead on the Dolphins, and the Dolphins have been in kind of scuffling a little bit as mm-hmm. of late, too. Anyway, I don't know. 
I'm not going into the whole seeding thing quite yet. Let's lock it up first. Lock up the playoff <laughs> just spot. Just get in first. Yeah, just get in first. And then once we're in there, then I'll start talking about, is it better to lose? Is that team is it better? You know, and the division is still very much up in play. Yeah. I know you, A, you guaranteed that we were going to win the division like three weeks ago. <laughs> guaranteed. Stamped it. Um, you. Give you the big point. The big point. Um... I still think that's very much in play. I also think it's not outlandish to think that the Ravens could win the next two. I know the Bengals are hot. They could lose the next two. They play the Patriots and then the Bills. Mm -hmm. Not out of the possibilities that they could drop next. If they drop next two and the Ravens win next two, and you go in Cincy (laughs) week 18, Oh, feels good. <laughs> feels good. Got locked up. That's what you're like going to sit. I would love that. That'd be a nice feeling. Oh, that'd be a wonderful feeling. And that would change the tenor of Raven's Twitter. Yes, it very much would. <laughs> anyway, thank you for listening and get ready for the big win over the Falcons. Let's get it. Lock it up. Lock it up.